Welcome to another interview with Marketing Management and Money. Today, our guest is Noel Bagwell, founder of Executive LP and creator of Profit from Legal, a business development program designed to help small to medium businesses use legal support to improve profitability. Noel is a preventative lawyer who serves small businesses and startups. He is the author of How to Structure Your Business for Success and will soon be publishing a book called Profit from Legal. Finally, Noel hosts the Profit from Legal podcast, and with that introduction, let's dive into today's episode. So welcome, Noel, and glad to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So I want to kick it off with the big question of profit from legal. Uh, that that doesn't seem like it's uh, it's immediately intuitive. Uh, most of the businesses that I talk to, uh, they they look at legal as a big hole that you throw money into, and you're arguing that there's a lot of profitability in this. So, kind of kick us off a little bit of of your angle that. I find is very unique and honestly on track in my opinion, but, but kind of explain that a little bit more for our listeners. Sure. I mean, the people who believe that legal is just a a hole that they throw money into, they're right. (laughs) (laughs) They're absolutely right. Um, It usually is for small businesses. It's, you know, what small businesses would consider to be a cost center. Uh, It's not something that, typically is profitable, but there are really good reasons for that. Okay. And the good reasons have to do with incentives. You know, usually the incentives between a lawyer and their business client are not well aligned. Mm. Um, We try to align those incentives appropriately so that the relationship will be profitable for the small business owner, but it requires the small business owner to really change their thinking and change their uh, approach to using legal services. And it it requires the lawyer to also change their thinking and their approach to serving their clients. And the reason that so many small businesses go completely unserved in the United States is because the business model for lawyers typically doesn't match up really well with the incentives for small business owners. And uh, if you don't mind, I'll just unpack that a little bit more. I, I was I was going to say, as, as you're talking about this, like I'm getting the grasp of it. And, you know, I've cheated because we've actually talked previously. But for our listeners, um, yeah, let's uh, let's 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 kind of put this into small business context. Kind of speaking in high level, act, like ec- economics terms here, and you know, in a more practical, hands on uh, way, just think about what you want your relationship with your lawyer to look like. Uh, you don't want it to feel like you're in a cab with the meter running. You don't want right. to uh, you don't want to be charged hundreds of dollars per hour just to pick up the phone and talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. And most small business owners, if you're paying the national average hourly rate of two hundred thirty five dollars per hour, the small business has an incentive not to pick up the phone and call their lawyer unless it's a crisis unless it's you sure. know, red alert time, you know, like if things are really, really bad, then you call the lawyer. And that's the opposite of what you should do. You should have an incentive to call the lawyer early and often. Uh, So what we've done, for example, and I'm not saying that our way of doing it is the only right way to do it. But when we deliver outside general counsel services to small businesses where we're the, you know, we're the lawyer on call, we're the uh, person that, you know, is responsible for providing all the legal support to your small business. When we do that, we do it for a subscription fee. 
um, and it includes unlimited remote legal consultation service. So you can talk to me for 20 minutes or 20 hours and the bill won't be any different. Hmm. And that, yeah. that, that seems like it's not at all common. Like, honestly, you're the only legal service, legal counsel that I know that goes that route. Uh, and, and I actually, so I was talking with one of my businesses after our first conversation and I was kind of sharing that information to them and uh, their immediate comment was, well, yeah, that, that probably works, but then you're going to be limited on your time. And, you know, once you hit your thresholds, they're, they're going to start jacking up the prices and, and, and different things like that. And I'm like, no, it, it doesn't actually work that way. And, and so, you know, I mean, so suspicious, so suspicious. (laughs) but, but how does, how does this make sense? How do you get past some of those stigmas of, you know, the, the traditional way of doing business that, as you mentioned, doesn't make sense for most small businesses? Yeah, you really do have to have a relationship. I mean, when I started, when I started executive LP, uh, that was the question that was, foundational to everything that we did was if I was a small business owner, if I was a startup or a small business, what would I want my relationship with my lawyer to look like? It was the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's mm. that's the way I was raised. I was raised very religious. Um, and so I guess that stuck, you know, through everything is just treat other people the way you want to be treated. And if I'm, I really consider myself an entrepreneur first, a business owner first, and um, a lawyer second. And so when I look at the way legal services should be for small businesses, I look at it from the small business owner's perspective. I put myself in their shoes and say, well, what would I want out of my lawyer? And then I try to provide them with a legal service that looks as much like that as possible. So for for example, we, we just don't use the billable hour if we don't have to. Like I hate the billable hour. I actually wrote an article for our blog about you know, the billable hour and why it creates perverse incentives for lawyers. And so it's not about hourly billing for us. I don't want to track that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't, I don't want to, and there's really no reason to like Mm -hmm. who says my time is worth X dollars per hour in a single weekend, a couple of years ago, uh, I was able to save a client $50,000. That client paid me just under $17,000 for the year for legal services. Now, if I was billing him by the hour, no way would I, I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like the, the, there's a huge disconnect between the value that I'm able to provide and the time spent. The value is so much higher than the time. Like I saved a client $5,000 in about an hour, a couple months ago. It took me about an hour to deliver $5,000 worth of value. Mm-hmm. And I, when it comes to profit from legal, what what you need to be doing is is getting away from this idea that you know, some somebody's time is worth X dollars per hour. That's that's wage slavery thinking. That's trading time for dollars thinking. Yeah. And it's I don't know. There are a lot of people that do it, but I, that doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. Instead, I think it's better to think in terms of being able to actually measure the value that you provide. And the way you do that is with key performance indicators. And there are key performance indicators for just about every profession on the planet, every job in, in the planet. You know, you can actually measure and quantify the value that you provide. So too with legal. And just in the last couple of years, have lawyers started 
kind of coming down out of the ivory tower and admitting, oh, yeah, okay, our services aren't necessarily invaluable. And, you know, it's not just our – a lawyer's used to hear, a lawyer's time is his stock in trade. I, I can't remember how many times I heard that in law school. A lawyer's time is his stock in trade. And I thought, no, it's not. It's the results. <laughs> it's the results that they deliver for their client. People don't hire you because they value your time. And I was in a continuing legal education class uh, a couple of weeks ago where this lawyer, uh, really brilliant guy, by the way, oodles of respect for him and all that jazz. But he's up there defending, you know, charging a thousand dollars an hour. Uh-huh. I'm like, are you insane? Small business owners are never going to pay. Now, I get that his clients are like multi-billion dollar businesses and, sure. you know, for them a thousand dollars an hour, it's like. And it's, they probably have that in their couch cushions in their lobby. But, you know, I don't know. I, I could never justify a thousand dollars an hour to any of my clients, much less all of the even all of them together wouldn't pay me a thousand dollars an hour. And yeah, that's yeah. cool. But I don't I would never even try to charge a thousand dollars an hour. And I wouldn't try to charge half that. And I, I think the thing to realize is you need to be able to measure what your value is to your clients and charge them accordingly. So that's what we do. We. Uh, with our Signet Outside General Counsel service, we do that by aggregating all the statistics on what small businesses spend on preventive legal services and doing a calculation that localizes the average annual spend. Um, and then we scale it based on the size of the business. So we've developed an algorithm that does this and the practical upshot of all that complicated gobble, you know, technical gobbledygook. Yeah, yeah. That's what it probably sounds like reading, hearing it. <laughs> um, but the practical upshot of that is you tell me how big your business is as measured by your revenue, which is the same way the U.S. Small Business Administration measures the size of your business. We measure it by revenue. You tell me how big your business is by revenue. Tell me what market you're in. I'll tell you about how many lawyers are needed to support your business, to provide adequate, adequate ongoing preventive legal support, basically staff your legal department, mm-hmm. outsource. And um, the algorithm, when we put all, it put in all those variables, it tells us what you should be spending annually for preventive legal services. And we just break that up into an annual fee, you know, uh, and charge a subscription basis. And all the legal services that are included in your legal service plan are provided on an unlimited basis. You're not, there's no metering. There's no, you only get this many pages of contracts or this many hours of legal consultation or this many hours of legal research. It's, it's all unlimited. And I've had other lawyers ask me, aren't you worried that you're going to get overwhelmed? Aren't you worried that you're not going to be able to deliver at that price point? Because, you know, for a a $15 million a year business in Fort Worth, Texas, that's got three lawyers in their in-house legal department, and they're spending $480,000 a year in salary alone, I'm able to save that business about $200,000, a little Mm -hmm. less than that. You know, apples to apples, cost savings. Uh, with our Signet General Counsel service per year. That's every year, cost savings. And I have other lawyers say, uh, yeah, you're going to go broke trying to do that. And I say, no, I won't because of the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. 20% of my clients are going to use 80% of my time. That's just the way it works. Yep. It's it's basically a universal <laughs> law of business. And when you understand how business works and you understand um, these general principles that relationships operate on, like the, you know, you understand that economics really is the science of human decision making and people do respond to incentives and you kind of let all of these things inform your decisions. The uncertainty and the scariness of doing new things and innovating and, you know, pioneering new business models, even for a profession as 
stuck in his its ways <laughs> as the legal profession, it, it's not that it's not that bad. It's not as bad as it seems, and there really isn't a great reason to be really skeptical of lawyers because at their core, even though lawyers are kind of stuck in their ways and, and, you know, we've got this business model that's hundreds of years old. You pay us, you know, a big, big retainer, we'll bill you by the hour, all that. We're not really going to track all the key performance indicators, all that thing. So that's traditional law. Mm-hmm. They don't really track right. the value. They're worried about trading time for dollars and billing at as many hours at as high a rate as possible. And there's really no reason to be skeptical of people who are done with that model. If someone says, yeah, we don't want to do that because that's bad for business, that person should earn your attention a little bit. I mean, that sounds a a bit self-serving for me to say that, but you got to ask yourself, why would someone give up something as potentially profitable and lucrative as that model? And for me, the answer is because it doesn't work. It doesn't work for small businesses. Because 80% of small businesses, when they have a significant legal event, still don't hire a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And that's a problem. It sucks for me to look at all the people who have, you know, easily preventable legal problems, for me to look at them and see them uh, hurt, you know, potentially losing their business or losing their livelihood, losing everything that they put into their business, to see them hurt just because they were too afraid to even ask to even engage with a lawyer and say, well, what would it cost? Could I afford it? What would you do for me? What would the benefit be? Mm-hmm. What are the services that you would provide? Don't just look at the cost side of the equation. Look at the value side, too. And if the value that you would receive is real and you can quantify it in terms of dollars and it's lower than the price you pay, it's a good deal all day long. Legal is not special. Right. Right. You know, it's just like every other part of your business. It needs to contribute to the bottom line. And there are lawyers that granted, not a lot of them. You know, I'm I'm the only guy I know that does what I do exactly the way that I do it. But I know there are other people out there pioneering with all they're pioneering alternative fee structures, um, flat fees, subscription based billing. It's trending up. Um, I just spoke at the D-Law Disruptive Innovations in Law Conference last October and there was a whole, you know, I, I gave the talk on alternative legal service providers, and there are a ton of them out there. They're growing. It's a big trend. Now's a great time to reconsider your initial impression of lawyers because things are really, really changing. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, you like... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I, yeah. I, I'm loving it. I'm drinking from the fire hose here, and I'm thinking there there is so much good information in there. And and I would hope that, uh, you know, for the listeners out there, uh, that you're, you're listening to, to what's happening here, what he's saying, and, and think about that uh, there's a lot of crossover in these principles. You know, the whole idea of pay for value, don't pay for time. Uh, you know, I, I've, got, I've got a business that I'm working with right now. I'm constantly getting after them to stop measuring how much time someone's butt is in a seat. And, and, and I'm like, don't worry about if they're sitting at their desk. Worry about if they're producing. You know, if, if you've got high producers, don't worry about how much time it's taking them to produce. Look at the the value that you're getting. And so, you know, I, I love what you're saying. I love what you're talking about. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of bring this into a common issue that I see that entrepreneurs have all the time. And I want to know what your take is on this. 
So, you know, you gave the example of the $15 million firm down in Dallas that, uh, you know, you could save them a couple hundred thousand dollars. And I guarantee that I had listeners that they're just like, 15 million, yeah, like that's that's so far out of my league. At what size, you know, and you measure it by revenue, and I think revenue is a smart, uh, you know, it's a smart metric because it's a, it's a good equalizer. You know, number of employees, that totally depends on how you manage, what type of industry you're in, what, whether you outsource, you know, but revenue, revenue is pretty consistent, right? So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, at what point of revenue do you recommend that a business subscribe to legal counsel? I mean, is this right off the bat when they are a, a brand new startup, they're cash pinched and, you know, they're, they're trying to scrape by. Is it once you clear 50,000, hundred thousand, half a million, like, like, is there a, is there a point at which you're like, now you really need to start thinking about it? Because I fear what happens is far too many businesses just keep waiting and waiting and waiting until, you know, like the house has to be on fire before they're going to install a a smoke detector kind of situation. Yeah, it's like asking, uh, how long should you wait to start forming good habits? Why wait at all? You should start doing that from the beginning. Or at what point should you start protecting an infant? Maybe before it's born, maybe do some, you know, like give the mother good nutrition, like any kind of living organism or any kind of system of relationships and processes um, needs to be nurtured from the moment it's a twinkle in its father's eye. Right. That's the point when you should call the lawyer. In other words, uh, people say, when should I call my lawyer first? If I've got an idea for a business I'm going to write a business plan. I'm going to put some people together and I'm going to open a business. At what point do I need to call a lawyer? And I tell them, you need to call the lawyer when you're starting to write the business plan. Mm -hmm. And you need to start calling around and asking prospective lawyers that you would be willing to work with, what is it going to cost for me to get outside general counsel to support my startup business? Um, outside general counsel is general counsel is the lawyer for a business and outside general counsel is outsourced. You know, they're not, they're an independent contractor. They're not an employee. Mm -hmm. So that's the right fit. I mean, that's the type of service that you need for ongoing preventive legal services for your, for your small business or startup. And the right time to call is when you are drafting your business plan, because in your business plan, there is a cost projections section. It's where you're planning out what is the cost of doing business. You need to have the conversation with the lawyer so you can reasonably predict what it's going to cost for you to have that ongoing legal support. Put it into the cost projections because that will inform the price you need to charge to be profitable. Mm. So if you know what your costs of doing business are, then you need to know, well, how much am I going to have to sell of goods and services? at what price point in order to make a profit. If you don't know what your costs are, you won't be able to determine what your price point for goods and services should be and what your revenue should be in order to have a profitable company. So call the lawyer. And for for most lawyers, the conversation is going to go like this. Well, it depends on how many hours we spend supporting your business because we charge by the hour. 
And that's why it fundamentally breaks down. That's why the relationship between small businesses and lawyers fundamentally break down because they're not offering a flat fee or subscription-based service. For someone like me who is offering a subscription service, or if you can negotiate a similar arrangement with a lawyer, then uh, you know I can tell a small business owner who calls me and they, if they say, well, you know, we're pre-revenue, we're early stage business, what's it going to cost for us to have ongoing legal support for the first year? And I'll tell them not more than six thousand mm-hmm. dollars, because if you if you were to sign up for our quarterly legal lifeline service, it's fifteen hundred dollars per quarter. If you're smart, you'll sign up for the annual plan because it's twelve hundred dollars less per year. You save about one hundred dollars per month. It's forty eight hundred dollars per year or fifteen hundred dollars per quarter. And you get unlimited remote legal consultation service, unlimited legal research, direct access to an attorney. Um, all of your uh, de minimis legal services. So basically anything that takes 20 minutes or less, no matter what it is. And you'd be surprised what I can get done in 20 minutes. I mean, a lot. Like I said, I saved a client about $5,000 in an hour's time. Um, And I think that was a a series of tasks, none of which took, no no individual task took more than 20 minutes. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it didn't add to her bill at all. None. (laughs) So, 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 so that's something that I want to talk about here is, uh, you know, you keep, you keep mentioning, you're like, Hey, I saved this, uh, this client $5,000. I find that many businesses, especially young entrepreneurs, you know, whether they're a startup or they've only been in it for a couple of years, they don't fully understand exactly what uh, legal counsel would do for their business. Uh, you know, I mean, they they've seen the movies and they're just like, oh, I just figured that like the 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 high rolling attorneys were for you know multi billion dollar companies and and that was about it. But but they don't understand when to use uh, you know legal counsel, what to use legal counsel for. Will you just? kind of talk about, uh, you know, let, 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 let's do some 101, you know, basics of, of what you need to know and where those cost savings are coming from. Like, like wh- where, where are we going to see that extra 5,000? Cause you know, if, if you're charging 48 and you're putting 5,000 back in my pocket, sweet. I just made $200. Hence why you, you know, push the profit yep. from legal. I, I get where you're coming from, but put, put a little bit of 101 on that. So, uh, people understand what, what's creating that. Yeah, sure. So in, in that particular case, I mean, it varies, right? The sure. results vary by the, by the circumstances. In that particular case, what had happened was the client had uh, people who were posting negative reviews online and saying things that were not true, that they could prove that were not true. Mm-hmm. And so to sue both of the people who were doing this would have cost about $5,000, but $2,500 per lawsuit would be a nice conservative estimate of the cost of litigation. And I was able to resolve the situation, have those uh, negative reviews taken down from the internet uh, without having to sue anybody, without having to even file a lawsuit. We were able to, yeah, we were able to get a solution. Basically, I politely called the people who were doing it and explained to them the consequences of what would happen to them if they kept on. (laughs) And then they said, please don't do that. We'll just take it down. So that was the end of that. And I called the client up and I said, you know how we talked about the fact that we might need to sue both of these people for defamation. She said, yeah. And I said, don't worry about that. I I worked it out. And she was like, well, my gosh, that's so great. So what most attorneys would have done is they would have said, well, let's sue them to really put the fear of God in them. And then we can always settle. And part of the settlement will be that they have to take down the, you know, the defamatory, uh, false, misleading and negative 
um, reviews online. Uh-huh. But because the lawyer wants to get paid, you know, <laughs> I've already been paid. I've already been paid. Now I've already been paid. My job for that year is to deliver as much value as I can because I want the ongoing relationship with the client. It's for me, the incentive is completely different. It's build up that business as big as I can, get them out of the sub $1 million revenue uh, strata of business. Like I want them to grow because when they grow out of, when they were making more than a million dollars a year, which is the threshold for legal lifeline for that, for that service, if they're making more than a million dollars a year, if I can help them build that business and get them bigger, then they transition to the signet outside general counsel service, which is a more expensive legal service, but it's still value, a value-based fee. Um, so at the rising tide lifts all boats. I make a little more money, they make a, a lot more money, um, and it's good for everyone, and the cost of their service is still you know, proportional to the value that we deliver. Mm-hmm. You know, Usually the value is, is much higher, but I should say the cost of the service is proportional to their overall budget. The value is usually actually disproportionate. I had a client who spent about 38,000, a little less than $38,000 on a, a, a mergers and acquisitions product project a couple of years ago. And we saved him $1.5 million in that transaction. So <laughs> that's, we can, that's awesome. actually, the value proposition is strong. I mean, the value proposition is disproportionately strong. It's really, really good, but you have to get the legal services first. You have to make the investment first because I can't do the preventive legal work after you've already made the mess. So for example, I had a, a client a couple of years ago, he was a friend of a friend from church and uh, he called me up and he said, Hey, I did a handshake deal and now I'm be- being sued because they're saying I'm a this guy's business partner and he owes a bunch of money to the country music hall of fame and museum in Nashville, uh-huh. the country music foundation. And I was like, Okay, that's a huge organization. I bet they have a high-priced lawyer, uh, and I wasn't wrong. And um, I said, let me see what I can do. Turns out that luckily my client got paid in full in advance for his services. So he was not – he didn't meet the definition of a partnership, which okay. in Tennessee is two or more people doing business together for profit. Uh-huh. So we could prove that he was not the business partner of this other person, that he in fact was an independent contractor who was – serving this person and he'd been paid in full in advance. So I got the case against him dismissed, but the other party in that lawsuit owed like $18,000 to the country music foundation. I believe it was if memory serves Mm -hmm. and it was judgment for the plaintiff. They won their case. Thankfully they didn't win their case against my client. I was case dismissed against my client. Um, but I told my client, I said, you know, you've spent a couple, a couple of thousand dollars on, um, litigation. You know, we won your case. It's better than you having to pay a big chunk of change to the country music foundation. So you're in a better position now than you would have been if you had lost your case or you'd been really stupid and tried to represent yourself or something like that. Right. But do you know how much it would have cost you to prevent this, this whole lawsuit entirely about two, $300 for a well-written contract. And the consultation for that would have been free. I mean, you talk to me, I mean, Lawyers will talk to you and they're not horrible people. They're not monsters. They're not scary. Just talk to them and say, look, this is the position I'm in. This is what I think I need. Do you agree? Do I need more? Do I need less? Uh, Get the right fit at the right price. And if you're not confident that the lawyer that you're talking to is going to give you the right fit and the right price, like if you feel a little skeevy, call somebody else. There's a lot of us out there. 
mm-hmm. there are a lot of lawyers, you know, right, like right. they will compete and they will negotiate, but you, you have to be willing to do that. They're not going to voluntarily compete against themselves and negotiate against their own rate. So you have to be willing to ask for it. But if you do, I think, uh, you know, if you go up to a lawyer and you say, look, I'm not going to pay you a retainer and I'm not going to pay you hourly, but I will pay you $6,000 a year for unlimited uh, legal consultation service and unlimited legal research and a reasonable amount of basically anything that takes you 20 minutes or less. Would you do that? And some lawyers will say yes. Sure. I can't tell you that all of them will. I can't tell you all of them will, but I can tell you that some of them will. And I'm one of the ones that will. Uh-huh. And if you know, if you're willing to go on the legal lifeline annual, it, it won't even be 6,000. It'll be 4,800. 4, I mean, that's the service that we offer. It's a reasonable service at a reasonable price. And really for most small businesses, micro businesses under a million dollars in revenue, that's that's the majority of all they're going to need. Sure. They might need an occasional contract here and there. But for contract drafting on an incidental basis, we charge like 15 cents per word. Again, not an hourly. It's not hourly. It's not an hourly fee. It's a fee that's based on the volume of the work. OK. If okay. the contract needs to be longer. It's going to cost you more if we can do it, you know, short and sweet, then it's going to be cheaper. Um, but typically, you know, we, we try to eliminate the billable hour whenever possible. Oh, that, 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 that's awesome. I love the concept. And there's another thing that I really like that you do. Um, you know, so I want you to talk about some of the um, some, some of the ways that people can get on your website and and basically explore uh, ahead of time, like the profit from legal uh, I mean, you, you've really put some, some thought into this. It's not just going on and it's like, oh, this is what we do. Like there's really some, some thought and some development in there. And so uh, will you kind of share a little bit, what would be the experience of someone? First off, uh, go ahead and let them know uh, how that they, they can connect with you, but then also kind of talk about that experience. You know, what, what can they discover online and uh, how do they kind of map themselves out and figure out if, if this is going to make sense for them. Yeah, definitely kind of walk you through the the journey um, of, of starting to work with either us or, or another lawyer. But, you know, typically on our website, the, the path that people take is they'll land on some of our content, like a blog article or a podcast episode or a video that we've made. Uh, and then they start going down the rabbit hole, right? You know, just like reading all the things that are interesting to you. Um, Probably one of the top performing blog articles on our website is how to respond to a lawyer letter. So maybe you, you've got a lawyer letter from somebody. Often people will reach out to us because they already have a problem to solve. Right. And that's just normal, right? Sure. But we really focus on not just solving that problem, and we can and we will. You know, we will work with you if you if you have not been proactive and you you're not engaged in preventive legal service for your business already. We will help you solve your problem first. Of course, you got to do the triage, but uh, I don't want to stop there. I want to show you then how to use legal services to make your business more profitable. And that's what Profit From Legal is all about. So we have a separate part of our website. It's ProfitFromLegal.com. If you go to the main part of the website for the law firm, it's ExecutiveLP.com because our, our firm is Executive Legal Professionals, PLLC. Uh, we're a Tennessee-based limited liability company, professional limited liability company. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go to executivelp.com, you'll see like all the resources for the whole website and everything. But if sure. you go to profitfromlegal.com, that part of the website really focuses in on 
two things. The first thing is the legal profitability scorecard. This is an absolutely free tool that people can use to assess what their legal service provider is doing and how that's contributing to the profitability of their business. Like how well is your, just assume that you already have Legal Shield or Rocket Lawyer, or you've got your cousin Stan who's doing your legal work now and then, <laughs> or you're doing it yourself, right? Take the scorecard and it'll be, you know, a bit less than 10 minutes of your time to complete this thing. And it will tell you you're at, you know, 32% legal profitability because you're only doing 32% of the things that a lawyer should be doing to add value, reduce stress, and improve resilience in your business and, and add to the bottom line. And so you'll get a clear idea in answering the questions of, you know, the questions are, are you regularly talking to your lawyer about so-and-so, right? And that should trigger something in your brain that goes, you know, I really should be doing that, but no, I'm not doing that today. Yeah. And so when you go through all the questions on the scorecard, it will it will give you a great idea of how you can use legal services to improve your business, to make it more valuable, to make it less stressful to operate, to make it more profitable. Then, um, you know, on the back of that, we give you a, a couple of free gifts when you complete the scorecard. The first is a report that's all about legal profitability, about legal key performance indicators and how we quantify the value that we deliver and, and that sort of thing, why that's important, why measuring uh, key performance indicators is important for small businesses and specifically in a legal context. So it unpacks these deep concepts in a, a way that's a little easier to digest. Um, the second one is uh, a, a canvas that you can actually use to start solving problems and improving relationships the way we do, you can start doing this a little bit yourself. Um, our signature method is called the five legal E's because mm -hmm. nobody likes legalese, <laughs> but the five legal E's people do like. So that's good. We give five legal E's that you can follow. It's a great little signature method to to follow and we include this canvas that it, it has an exercise and every time you're trying to solve a problem or improve a relationship in your business you follow this process exactly the way that we've described and things are marginally better than doing it yourself we want to give you some tools that can help you a little bit but that's just a teaser for the profit from legal insight workshop um, that's the other that's the other big resource that you can engage with on that profitfromlegal.com page when you book in for one of the workshops, you get our really excellent, powerful keynote address. Um, we do this, we deliver this over uh, two to four hours. It's a keynote address. And then we unpack your legal scorecard results with you mm -hmm. and say, you know, this was the custom result that you got when you took the scorecard. Here's what you're doing. Here's what you could be doing. Here's are the, here are the things that you should focus on first to maximize profitability to utilize legal services in your business to, to the best uh, outcome. And um, people go through the, the Insight Workshop and get a lot of value out of it. It's a, a, a short path to some really powerful quick wins. Um, it's That in and of itself leads to the uh, full six-month business development program. For people who are ready for that, you know, we'll make a recommendation. Hey, we really think that working with our firm over the course of six months to build out systems and processes and basically do legal what's called legal operations work to integrate legal services into the various parts of your business we can show you how to hire the right lawyer that's the right fit 
and set up all of the integrations of your legal services into every part of your business to make your legal support profitable. So like basically setting up the business infrastructure that you need to have either an in-house legal department or an outsourced legal department that works well for your business. Um, and that, I mean, that full program isn't gonna be right for everybody. We typically don't offer that to businesses that have less than a million in revenue. Sure. Uh, one of our principles is not over uh, <laughs> over prescribing legal services. It's not medical, you know, it's right, right. It's not like I'm going to give, I'm not a doctor. I can't give you a prescription. Right. But we don't want to line up people with services that are too big for them because it leads to disappointment and, you know, unhappiness. We don't want that. We are obsessed with the client experience and we want that client experience to be awesome and to, for people to give us, you know, referrals and, and to be raving fans because we're business people first. Right. And, that's uh, that's the goal is to match up the right person with the right service. For most really small businesses, the Profit from Legal Insight Workshop is going to give them what they need to hit the ground running and you know kind of get a head start. If they pair that up with the Legal Lifeline service, they're going to be good to go for the first couple of years of their business. For businesses that have over a million in revenue, um, you know, starting with the Legal Profitability Scorecard and using that diagnostic tool to uh, inform their legal profitability insight workshop and kind of take those first initial steps is the right fit. And then if we determine in the legal insight workshop, the legal profitability insight workshop with the client that the full program would really benefit them, we'll make that recommendation and they can go, you know, from there. Uh, but we always want to make sure that we are lining up the business with the legal service that matches their size and their needs. You know, we would never go to a micro business and say, you need to be spending, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in legal services every year. Mm -hmm. Number one, that's just bad for the client. And number two, it's futile. They're never going to do it. Uh, what we want to do is give people the legal service that they need that's the right size and the right price every single time because that's going to make them protected. And you might wonder why I would even care uh, if a small business is protected. Let me just share a really quick personal story and I'll yeah, keep it please, really short. Please. Um, when I was a teenager, my father was a very successful lawyer. Um, he practiced law at a very high level uh, and we didn't really want for much growing up. I was a bit privileged. And then my dad very quickly over the course of about five years lost his legal practice because he was a very good lawyer, but he was a bad businessman. He made some bad hiring decisions and some other bad decisions and we lost everything. Hmm. I've, I've seen what it looks like when you lose everything I, because I've lived it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen what it looks like from the inside when you lose your life's work and your your business and a lot of your identity, the implosion of a professional, the implosion of a family, the implosion of a small business is devastating. Yeah. And I've lived through that and bounced back from that. And it's it's very, very, very hard. And it it leaves a lasting um, mark on your life and on everybody's life who's impacted by the failure of that business. And I don't ever want to see anyone go through what my family went through and what that, you know, the other people who were employed at the firm went through. Um, when that business failed, uh, it, it hurt, it hurt a lot. 
and I don't want other people to hurt that way. I want to like that has driven me. That's propelled me to want to protect other people. And I say I'm a business person first because and probably probably because that's where I see the mistake that my dad made. I mean, he was a great lawyer, not a great businessman. How do you learn from that mistake? Be a good business person, you know, understand business, make good business decisions. And I want to see other small businesses make good decisions. And I want to protect them. And I do that through practicing law. Businessman, entrepreneur first, lawyer second, and do that uh, so that nobody else has to go through what we went through. And I genuinely believe that when you hire the lawyer early and often you hire the right lawyer the right way and their incentives are aligned with your incentives, uh, there is a way to use legal services to make your business more profitable. Mm -hmm. I've spent the better part of a decade developing that business model for a law firm. And we genuinely believe that this will work for any small business anywhere. So if you are skeptical, if you're if you think it's too good to be true, if you're just are curious, if you're a looky-loo, um, it's easy to get a hold of us. You can go to profitfromlegal.com and take the legal profitability scorecard for free. And then we, when you get your results, there's an, a link to just book in for a 10-minute chat. We'd love to talk to you um, yeah. because we're really we really do care. We care about businesses. We care about you know entrepreneurs, and we just want to protect you and keep you safe. And 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 I love it. I I, I love everything that you said. I mean, bringing a, you know bringing legal counsel onto the show sometimes it's like oh okay, is this really the direction that we want to go? Because uh, us here at Marketing Management and Money. Our whole goal is to make sure that these small businesses are as successful as possible. Like we want them to be successful. We want them to avoid the pitfalls that are, I mean, so many of those are so easy to avoid. And, and so, you know, when I kind of caught on to uh, what you were doing and saw how well it aligned with our mission, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is something that our listeners need to hear and understand. This is something we don't do. We don't, you know, we don't touch the, the legal side um, of, of any small business. And, and I've had many people that they'll, they'll ask me, you know, legal questions as, as I'm going in and consulting. And I'm just like, mm, sorry, don't touch that one. You know, I don't touch legal. I don't touch HR, uh, you know, and, and those types of things, let the, let the professionals do that, you know? And so mm -hmm. I really appreciate, uh, your, your perspective, uh, the, the approach that you guys take, the unique approach. Uh, I mean, it really is innovative, uh, which is another thing that we believe in as, you know, as small businesses out there, you know, go out, disrupt things, change it up a little bit, make it different, you know, do something that someone else isn't doing. So I, so many gems that uh, that I feel like uh, like you provided today, and I, I really appreciate that. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, but uh, just uh, want to reiterate that uh, you said the best way to contact you is to go to profitfromlegal.com, fill out the uh, fill out the scorecard, and then schedule that ten minutes, and uh, and they can just pick your brain. They get that time, no cost. It, it's a great opportunity for them. Yeah, and uh, there's also, if you go to the main law firm website at executivelp.com and you just click contact, you can send me a direct message. It goes right to my email inbox there too. So if you have a question that's not covered or um, something that, you know, maybe if, it, God forbid, the website's not working or something like that, you know, for the profitfromlegal.com part of the website's not working. But I, I try to be as available to people as I can. You can find me on social media. 
reach out, ask me a question, connect either through LinkedIn or through our website. But yeah, I would say generally for, for most people, if you're interested in using legal services to make your business more profitable and finding the right ongoing legal support fit for your business, the best place to start is ProfitFromLegal.com and the scorecard. Everything else sort of follows in a logical sequence from there. Great. Well, you've been listening to Marketing Management and Money with our guest, Noel Bagwell. We uh, appreciate, Noel, you taking the time to uh, kind of share with us uh, a lot of your expertise. Uh, Hope to have you back again. And uh, for those of you who uh, enjoyed this show, we have many other interviews and episodes that cover all sorts of topics about small business. So you can check that out, marketingmanagementmoney.com or your favorite podcasting platform. Take control of your business today. Go to LearnDesk.us and search Marketing Management and Money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions. 